drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Watcher in the woods. Archie takes matters into his own hands, and an unexpected turn of events leads the town to realize their darkest chapter may be far from over. Let's recap the recap. Riverdale's a town with Pep. Polly's having a baby. Jughead's going to Southside. People be getting shot like Moose and Midge. Ooh. Okay, so we open this episode with Kevin cruising in the woods. He sees a dude, they check each other out, and then they start making out really hard. We get a nice Smiths reference there. Really? Handsome Devil. Oh. I didn't hear that. Uh, if any, if anybody's a Smiths fans out there, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, while this making out is happening, we hear the gunshots. And the rando dude runs away. And Kevin runs towards screaming. And he comes upon the car. And Midge is, has run out of the car screaming towards Kevin. And she collapses at him. And that's how we start this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we cut to the Pembroke, and uh, and Hermione is bringing coffee to Hiram's study, and Veronica is trying, oh, I'll take it to Daddy. And uh, Hermione uh, reminds her, no, those, you remember, you, nobody goes into your study. You're not allowed in there. And Veronica's trying to be all like, those are the old rules. And Hermione is trying to put her in her place and be like, um, no, nobody goes in there. And so then Hiram comes out and he goes, oh, you brought my coffee. What's going on, my like lady ladies or whatever. My little birds. My little birds. Um, and Veronica says, well, I was going to ask you if it's okay if my friends come over because it's the season premiere of The Matchlorette. Uh-huh. Um, only only my inner circle, I would they would really like to meet you. I swore she said Bachelorette. When oh, I, first I did too. It, and then I saw the subtitle this time and I was like, ha ah, ah. Oh, of course. Of course you did. But you know, I've since you know, like I said in the last episode, I've made my peace with the stupid. Oh now it's just funny. Yeah, now it's kinda of funny. But she's the only one who does it. She's the only one who says those things. Yeah. Every now and then I think I've heard Archie reference something, but he's usually responding to her. Oh, it's the references. All the references. Okay, well, it's kind of fun. Now now I can make a game out of it, and it's fun. A so little I'm not, bit. I'm not angry about it. Uh, just like she keeps saying Shay. Shay moi. Yeah, that was a thing in the comics a lot, too. Uh, Hiram says, of course. Um, we'd love to meet your friends. And then we cut to football practice, and Archie's throwing the ball with some of the other football players, and Reggie comes up, and Archie's like, hey, coach, we're going to start this football uh, this football practice? Well, he does say captain, not coach. Oh, does he say captain? Okay, sorry. He calls Reggie captain, because Reggie's captain, but oh, he's yeah. like, what, what's going on, captain? We're going to start this practice, or what? Uh, Reggie says, uh, uh, it's Moose and Midge got shot. I just got off the phone with coach. Uh uh, uh, Lunatic at Lover's Lane shot him in the car. He shielded her with his body, and practice is canceled. Mm -hmm. Reggie fills in the details. Yep. Uh, then we cut to the hallway, and Ethel is talking to a police officer. I'm sorry, what's her name? 
Ethel Barb. There we go. Sorry, it's Ethel Barb. It's Ethel Barb. Ethel Barb is like, should we should we be concerned? She's talking to the police officer, and then we cut to Kevin is in the doghouse. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and he's telling people what he saw. He's like, you know, it was so gruesome. Full on Carrie. Um, and Archie asks Kevin, what were you even doing there? And Kevin goes, I was night jogging like one does. <laughs> and, and he continues. And then Veronica changes the subject to the Matchlorette, and she wants everyone to come over to meet her dad. Yeah, at first I'm like, fuck off. All about you. Yeah, she's like, I just want my dad to know my life, and he needs to know mine. People got shot. Yeah. Jughead's just like, Really? You want us to watch a reality dating show? Give yeah. it a moment, Veronica. <laughs> come on. Reggie comes in and says, come on, let's go Let's go to the hospital and see Moose. And Jughead says, yeah, I got to go too. I got to go meet my peer mentor at Southside. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. So then we have Betty is following Kevin. She goes, okay, it's just us now. What were you doing? And Kevin is like, well, I was, you know, I was, I was jogging. I was getting, you know getting ready for wrestling i'm 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 gonna try out for wrestling okay fine i was was cruising at fox forest i am trying out for wrestling and i was jogging (laughs) so that's what i told my dad (laughs) and betty's like you were cruising you know i hate that and kevin's just like whatever because like betty says why can't you just try grind them just like every other gay guy (laughs) oh my god so bad okay so there was betty doing it Doing the reference thing. Uh-huh. I, I, when I heard that, I nearly died. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my god, I die. It's too good. I uh, love it. And Kevin rolls his eyes at her. Kevin's like, nobody is who they say they are online. Nope. Um, at least in person, you what you see is what you get. There's no surprises. Betty makes him promise you're not going to do this anymore. Kevin says, scout's on her. I will not go back. And Cheryl walks by with a big old smirk. The entire scene, Cheryl is lurking. She's she's just following behind them. She is eavesdropping and pot stirring this entire episode. And it is... She is peak Cheryl. It's amazing. I know, right? Lurkle. Lurker. Lurkle. Lurkle? (laughs) Lurkle. It's late, and I am tongue-tied. <laughs> we also forget the sad puppy dog... We forgot to mention sad puppy dog eyes that Betty makes at Jughead for leaving for Southside. <laughs> Alright, we catch the hospital, and they're, you know the guys are talking to Moose, like, you saved Midge, and... You saved your life, bro. You saved your life, bro. <laughs> and Archie's trying to confirm with Moose, oh, he was wearing a black hood... What did he, did you get to look at him? Moose confirms, yeah, he had green eyes. <laughs> and then Reggie pipes and he goes, are your nurses hot here? What happens if you get a boner during a sponge bath? Sponge bath? You, it's it's further confirming your, your theory here. Oh, yeah, totally. He's, I still think Reggie is a complete virgin. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, this reeks of, I don't know what to do in the bedroom. Because <laughs> I've never done it before. Except that he deals drugs yeah he's a drug dealer that's great uh midge comes in and she says yeah the black hood it was like he was michael myers he had the devil's eyes whatever and archie has rocking that five o'clock shadow again in this episode at least in this scene yep not taking care of himself nope uh we cut to south side 
and Jughead's going through the metal detector. He gets stopped, and he tells the police officer, it's the pins in my hat. And I say, take it off and go back through. So he takes his hat off. Clearly nobody gives a shit about anything <laughs> at Southside High. This is so bizarre. But again, okay, I still feel like that whole when Jughead doesn't have his hat on, he's still vulnerable. Well, he's very vulnerable in this situation, and then he has to take his hat off. Yep. So I like that, because it still works. I get into it. I got some opinions about Southside High School here in a minute. It's a whole thing. Um, He walks through and he, this girl comes up to him and says, Forsyth Pendleton Jones III. And Jughead just kind of eyes her and says, it's Jughead, actually. (laughs) She introduces herself. She's Tony Topaz and she's here to show him around. Is this racist? It feels a little racist. What? That her name is Topaz. Topaz And that she's... What? Topaz is a blue color. I thought it was brown. There are several different types of topaz. Okay. I believe it's usually blue. I could have sworn it was a brown stone. I'm going to Google. Uh-oh. I'm going to Google. Well, let's keep going, and, and you you do the googs. Um, the, they're walking around. The big point of conversation they have is the, the school paper, the red and the black, doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to, but... You know, it's that school. Um, And then they're walking by and there are a group of four kids using Jingle Jangle in school. Mm -hmm. Right around the side. It is their natural habitat, apparently. Okay, Um, topaz can be several different colors. Yes. It looks like the most common are that brown color, but also pink, which works because Tony Topaz had pink streaks all through her hair. That makes sense. Okay. It can be. They can be. There are blue topaz and, tur- and that turquoise color. I don't know. It felt a little weird. She's a character in the comic. Nah. <laughs> Forget these comics were written in like 1960 by a lot of white people. So. Hey, you know what? Yay for diversity. I know, right? And pink hair. I want pink hair so bad. It, the pink hair is good. Yeah. So Tony Topaz says there's no Wi-Fi and there's no the bathroom stalls have no doors. Uh. Oh, she calls Jingle Jangle a gutter drug, and then they get to the cafetorium. <laughs> Cafeteria slash auditorium. Oh, yeah. have a separate thing. Um, and she points out those are the ghoulies. It's a rival gang, mostly drug dealers and petty thieves and whatever. And she goes, and then we sit over here, the serpents. And Jekka goes, I sit alone. I self-identify as a loner. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to go finish my book and brood. And brood. Uh, and Tony's like, you should hang with the serpents. If the ghoulies um, figure out that you're alone and vulnerable, they will make you their bitch faster than you can say American his- History X. Buh. It's actually, okay, it's a bit much because that movie is 19 years old. Yeah. Makes me feel old. But... It's a good reference for how violent the ghoulies are supposed supposedly are. Yeah. Um, and so that's it's an okay reference. And a, that being said, to Jughead, Jughead would get that. Yeah. Like if she said it to Veronica or Betty, it'd be like, huh? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Even Archie would be like, uh, I didn't watch that movie all the way through. Like Jughead would know. <laughs> So it makes sense. It gives it gives the threat a little bit of weight. Okay. Before we move on, though, okay. can we talk about Southside High School? Why? What's wrong with it? 
It's a perfect reflection of the American public education system. <laughs> schools are bad. There are lots of bad schools. There are. They're not this bad. This is like The Wire. Can I put this down here? Gang members don't actually go to fucking school. They aren't in school anymore because they're in gangs. Not necessarily. That's where, if they're drug dealers, that's where all their customers are. <sighs> You've seen The Wire? Some of them went to school. Yeah, and some they dropped them? out at like 14. Okay, well, some of them made it farther. This is a wholesome American town that's turning to trash, okay? This is so bad. We cut to the Andrews house, and Archie is telling Fred about the shooter. He's getting all freaked out. He says, maybe we should buy a gun. Fred's <laughs> like, we're going to let the cops do their, jo- their job. Easy. This is not the Wild West, and we are not going to have guns in our house. <laughs> Little does Fred know there's already a gun in his house. Well, it's technically the, ro- the garage, which the garage is not a part of the house. He's... <laughs> It's not connected, therefore it's not a part of the house. Fred has an appropriate reaction to yeah, something. Yeah, like, like a sane person. And he's the one who was shot! Hey, hey buddy, chill the fuck out. We need to medicate Archie. A little bit. Okay. We come back to the Pembroke, and Archie is sitting there brooding. Yep. Uh, and, they're, and he's just complaining about everything. And Veronica goes, inside voices. Because <laughs> he's getting loud and grumpy, and the parents are still there. And Archie's like, "Yeah, we should just." My dad says we should leave it to Sheriff Keller, but he did such a great job finding Jason's murder. Oh wait, that was us. And Veronica's trying to shush him, and Jughead goes, "Nope, Archie going Travis Bickle is my favorite Archie yet." <laughs> Side note: <laughs> Travis Bickle is the main character of Taxi Driver, which we literally watched two days ago, and will be on our other podcast, Macintosh and Mod. Haven't seen what? Yep. We don't plan these crossover things. They just happen. And they keep happening. They do. It's creepy. It's creepy. Like, we'll do an episode of one of our movies, and then I'll I'll open up Reddit, and it'll instantly, someone will be posting about that movie. And I was like, what? Are y'all following me? They might be. Maybe. I don't know. I don't in, know. Which, in which case, email us. Contact us. We'd is, love to talk to we you. We'd love to talk to you. Okay. That plug over. <laughs> Archie says... You know, I think I feel like they're targeting us. And Veronica gives a stupid story about private security. Salad days on the Cape. In the cul-de-sac. Barf. What the fuck? (laughs) Also, where's there a cul-de-sac? Oh, it is the Cape. I was about to say, where's a cul-de-sac in New York City? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The lodges come in. And they are, like, very ominous. And it's almost like they're floating into the room. It's very dark. And uh, Veronica introduces everyone to Hiram. And when she gets to Archie, Archie sticks out his hand to to shake Hiram's hand. And Hiram just kind of stands there and is like, Archie Andrews, the boy who has captured my daughter's heart. Daddy? Daddy? (laughs) And and then he, he puts his hand out and says, you should call me Hiram. And they have a nice firm handshake, and Archie's kind of like, not nervous, but intimidated. He takes a long fucking time to reach his hand out, too. Yes. Um, it's a it's a dad power move. It is. And Hiram expresses that he understands that the police aren't always the solution. Um, Which comes out of nowhere. Yeah, because he overheard their conversation. And then uh, as Hiram... And Hermione are leaving. He says to Archie, um, "You should come over for dinner later this week. 
I would love to hear your thoughts on how to save Riverdale. To which Archie kind of like perks up and is like, oh, I have an opportunity. They're all making awkward faces until that happens. It's super weird. Yeah, it's real weird. So then Archie goes home with a purpose. (sighs) And he's going in the garage and he's fumbling through a box. And then he pulls up the gun and he looks at it and is like, ooh, that's my gun. <laughs> and, then, and then there's some comics. And on the f- top comic is a bunch of superhero looking people and it says the red circle. And Archie has his epiphany. It's Riverdale! A, it's a bad epiphany. <laughs> that was all before the opening title card. Yeah, that was the first segment. That was eight minutes. Yeah, that's a bit much. So we get back to Veronica's getting ready in the morning and Hermione comes in and she warns Veronica, don't push that dinner. Veronica's like, whatever do you mean? Hermione gets very terse and says, you know, um, you just know that daddy just wants to please this little girl and you want his approval. So don't rush it. You, there's no need to be so thirsty, Veronica. Gross. What mom talks to her daughter like that? Okay. I am saying right now that my prediction that she would turn into a step for mob wife is completely confirmed. Because this is we're on episode three, and that is exactly what she's done. She's become this robot, angry mob wife lady. I still don't like the term Stepford, because there's a very different connotation to that. Eh. She's, it's, Only it's, because of the explanation of what the Stepford Wives was. But I get your point. You get, she, it's very robotic, very rote. Yeah. That's what I mean by step for wife. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I get that. With, with the mob flair and the drinking. So I'm saying that that prediction has come true. I, that is confirmed as of episode three. Yeah. And I guess the only, the only hesitation I have with the idea of the Stepford wife mm-hmm. is that she's clearly not actually robotic. She is true. burying her feelings deep inside. And okay. She's, she She's that way with her husband. When it's just her and Veronica, she's not being that way. Yes. She's being very luxury mom. And even with her husband, she's burying it so deep that occasionally it bubbles to the surface. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's fair, but my prediction's true. The end. <laughs> okay. You win. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, we're at the Cooper house, and Betty... I mean, this... As she's leaving out the door. She drops a package on, um, at the table with her mom, and she's like, what's this? And Betty says, this is on the porch. And it just, it's, a pa- it's a big package that just says Cooper on it. That's it. We get to school. And Archie is lecturing a, gr- a, a room, a classroom. We're under attack. Lame. He's talking to the football team plus Dilton. Because <laughs> that's a thing. Um, he says, we need to canvas the school um, and look after students, faculty, staff their families he's setting up a neighborhood watch but for the school itself yes um no weapons no violence we're just a a patrol we're not vigilantes we're watchdogs um oh no we're not vigilantes and then reggie says we're watchdogs and then archie says no not watchdogs we're the red circle lame we hold the line we're protecting our own dilton does bring up the point what if we run into the killer we're gonna call. We're gonna call the cops. And Dilton rolls his eyes. Yes, he does. And during that, Dilton is like sharpening a stick. Dilton is a psychopath. He's making a pike. Sure. No, he. You know what? I think he's gonna. We're gonna turn around, and he's kind of gonna be a little hero here in a little bit. I 
don't know. I can see Dilton being the next one dead. Well, somebody brought this up. Dilton Doily was the guy who always had an invention. He was the one who always had the he thing was, that saved them. He was the MacGyver guy. So that's going to come back around, I think. Dilton's going to... He's not going to be like a hero No, hero. he's going to be the one to weaponize all these kids. Yeah. That's not a good thing. Uh, that's, that's probably going to be Hiram's doing. It's, we're going to get to that. <laughs> all right. So... Southside yeah. High. And we're in Jughead's first class, and we meet Mr. Phillips, who is... Oh, man, I meant to have this up. But they're talking about Fahrenheit 451. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he says the word, Sweet Pea goes, Oh, damn it! And he, walks out the room. He's looking at his phone. He must have gotten some text. And... Well, we don't know this is Sweet Pea yet. It's a but serpent. It, it is Sweet Pea. Yeah. <laughs> so we think he got a text. He just yells loudly and walks out the door. And Mr. Phillips just walks him out, watches him walk out. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Phillips played by Robert Baker. Okay. Um, he's had a lot of bit parts. He was on Grey's Anatomy for a little bit as one of the new interns from Mercy West. He played Dr. Damn it, it won't show up. Uh, he played Dr. Charles something. Okay. He's a good dude. Okay. I, I like him. He's likable. He is likable. Um, and, you know, he's asking the question, does anybody know what the title stands for? Mm -hmm. Points out to everybody, there's a burning book on the cover nobody's saying anything Jughead pipes up and he's like 450, 451 is the degree at which paper burns and then he quotes the book and it says it was a pleasure to burn Oh, one of my favorite books so good I hate that book <laughs> that is for a different podcast that is unacceptable I'm just going to put it this way most of the books on required reading were ruined for me in school by all of the mindless, busy work they made us do about them. Oh, well, that's fair. I would I would recommend reading it again without all of that. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> so, uh... As soon as he answers... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Phillips says, welcome to hell. <laughs> Mr. Jones, Jones, welcome to hell. And then somebody throws a wadded-up piece of paper at Jughead. Yeah. <laughs> Jughead like, is nervous. And so the class ends, and he gets up, and he asks Mr. Phillips about the paper. He's like, you know, I heard you used to advise. And why why did it end? And Mr. Phillips says that, you know, drugs and gangs and, you know, trying to motivate these kids about anything became futile. Um, Jughead's like, well, I would like to do it. I have experience at Riverdale in the blue and gold. Mr. Phillips kind of hems and haws and says, you know, okay, are your articles online? Um, I'll take a look and let you know. Sure. Okay. Uh, Back to the doghouse, I think. Mm, oh, yes. It's the next day. Betty goes to Kevin. Where were you last night? You were supposed to be at Veronica's. And Kevin just said something came up. Mm -hmm. Betty said something in the woods. And uh, Kevin has had it. And he goes, how long have I listened to you talk about Archie? Um, and now Jughead. Um, did, I, did you ask my permission? To go see them? Pan over to Cheryl, sitting in a chair with her back turned to them. She is eavesdropping and smirking the hell out of her face. Like, she's her face is doing a lot of work right now. Yes. Uh, and Kevin yells, buddy, it's none of your business. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. And he leaves, which he's right. Yes. He's Kevin is justified in his anger at Betty in this whole episode. And Cheryl slides on over. 
so button down Kevin uh, Keller has a sex drive. So what? And Betty expresses her uh, concern. He's putting himself in danger. Kevin used to be a lonely, fat little boy with acne, and now he's a smoke show. Um, Calls him an unattractive pug. No, she says in oh, his in uh, Betty tries to you know reason with Cheryl, and Cheryl says in his mind he's still an unattractive Pugsley, he, and so he is looking for satisfaction and validation, and that's why he's going to the woods, even in the woods, even um, with strangers, even, even if, if you, you don't, don't approve. approve. Cheryl's right. Cheryl gets it. She knows exactly what's going on. I think that this is not just Cheryl seeding chaos. I think Cheryl wants to uh, ally with Kevin Keller. I think she is looking at Kevin as an ally. Yes. And that he is alone. She is alone for different reasons. And they're both so quippy and smart. They should be <laughs> best friends. They should be. They should be. And they're gonna be. <sighs> they should be. Oh, they... they. That would be the best friend dynamic duo. <laughs> it, it, they would be unstoppable. I would. Ugh. They might. They might be more frenemies than anything. It's fine. What do you think, Betty and Veronica are? Oh, Betty. Just the way she says that line every time. So great. <laughs> it's her cousin. Her cousin. <laughs> so funny. I love it. I forget about it, and then I remember, and I'm happy again. Nice. Oh, we're at Pop's Diner, and Veronica is talking to Archie and inviting him to dinner. Archie's like, oh, this is not a good week. Veronica shuts that down. This is non-negotiable. It is a test for my dad. She wants to see if her dad can just be a normal dad for one night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is. Um, she says, I don't have enough time to teach you Spanish, but I've written down some common phrases for you to memorize and practice. <laughs> nice. Also, can we not discuss the private army you're creating? <laughs> it's pretty cute. Uh, we cut back to the Cooper house, and Hal apparently still exists. <laughs> it's Cooper family meeting time. Yep. Sans Polly. And uh, Alice has gotten some fan mail from the Black Hood. That's his he official has, name. He has written a letter um, saying that he did all, all those crimes are connected. He shot uh, Fred. He killed Grundy, and he shot Moose and Midge. So he's the Zodiac killer mm-hmm. at this point. And Betty tries to say, hey, you know, do we even know if this is real? And Alice dumps out the rest of the package, and it is a wallet and those gla- those heart glasses we saw Grundy with when she left in season one. I mean, we can go ahead and say it. It's Fred's wallet. Yeah, it's Fred's wallet. So he has the tokens. Mm-hmm. We wonder if, if he took a token from Midge and... And Moose, and we just don't know about it. No, because I think he knew he didn't kill them. That's fair. Hmm. All right. Didn't have time. Hmm. So now it's flyers, flyers everywhere. Montage. Montage of flyers going everywhere. Okay. They tried to wallpaper the damn town. This was a bit excessive. Too many flyers. Way too many flyers. Like, flyer as much as you need, but. And so. And and the part where they put it on the lockers, wouldn't you have put it in the locker? Mm -hmm. That would have made more sense. Mm. Because it happened all the time in high school. So while we get some of this montage, we hear Sheriff Keller is reading the letter from the black hood he says i killed the adulterer no i i shot the adulterer um i killed the child predator and i shot the uh the drug and sex addicted teenagers um i am the wolf near the flock and this is the bloodletting you'll hear from me again 
Um, and he is reading this um, in front of the mayor and Alice and Hal. Yeah. And the mayor's like, we cannot give this lunatic an audience. Alice says it's our responsibility to let the public know what's going on. Sheriff says, I want a media blackout, and then I'll give you, I'll take this letter and keep you a copy. Alice says, oh, don't bother. We already have a copy, and we sent it to the printers. It's going to be on the front page tomorrow. I'm going to ask one simple question here. Hmm. Where the fuck is the FBI? <laughs> why has Where? Sheriff Keller not why? called federal authorities? Why is Kyle McLaughlin not here? <laughs> <laughs> this, a, this is who Emilio Estevez should play. He should be the FBI guy. Just bring in Kyle McLaughlin. Just, just bring in Kyle McLaughlin. Take him to a diner and be like, "Damn, that's a good cup of coffee." I want Emilio Estevez or Jason Priestley on this show. I need that to happen in my life. But I'm dead serious. When you have a serial killer, you not, yeah, you don't have what a confer- the fuck are they doing? I don't because, know. Because again, I can understand that. They knew that there was nebulous violence, and we knew that these might not be connected. So that that's fine. Mm-hmm. We were there, but now that we've got this note and they've got the proof, the FBI should be there. Sheriff Keller should be a sidestep of this investigation at this point. I think we need. We're gonna get one more murder, maiming, whatever, and then the FBI is gonna show up. You want a fun little twist for the Twin Peaks fans? Bring in David Duchovny. Oh, that could be good. Yeah. That could be good. Not playing his character from Twin Peaks, obviously. No, but, but, you know, I really like the idea of them bringing another 80s person. 80s, early 90s person. Yeah, who knows? Because that's, that's who the parents have been. Of course. So it'd be nice. Yeah. I'm trying, maybe someone from Melrose Place. <gasps> Scott Wolf from Party 5. That'd be great. Anyway. Yeah. Sheriff Keller is really bad at his job. He sucks. Uh, we cut to Mr. Phillips at Southside High. He's talking to Jughead. And he's like, okay, I've read your stuff. You're pretty good. Um, I'll let you start on the red and black. Um, I've got two conditions. No gangs and no jingle jangle. Uh, you can write about it, but no trafficking. So basically, you can write about the drugs, but you better not be doing any of the drugs. And you better not be with the gangs. And that's fair. And Jug's like, cool. I got it. Sheriff Keller confronts Archie about a lynch mob. His militia. And Weatherby walks up and he goes, the Red Circle is a school club. Archie is taking initiative and you can't fault the students for wanting to protect each other. Sheriff has a great reaction of, morning, Waldo. Is Weatherby going to be cool? Is he secretly going to be awesome? I think it's one of those, I don't like this, but it's for the good of the students and I think Weatherby kind of knows Sheriff is sucks. So it's kind of like, if this is what the students need to do to feel safer, then I'm going to be okay with it. Or maybe Weatherby is secretly awesome. Maybe Weatherby is the person who hired the Black Hood. Whoa. And it didn't happen. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> that is pretend prediction. Here's the thing. I, I think I, that character has been around enough, and I think probably enough people have been like, this is fuck. he's fucking awful, that maybe they're going to turn him around a little bit. So we can be like, okay, there's a reason these kids would still have him around as a principal. Because they pretty much run the fucking school, let's be honest. True. Mm-hmm. The red and black office is uh, worse than the blue and gold when they got in there. It's a dusty room and Jug- Jughead and Tony are uh, cleaning it up. 
Uh, Tony says, uh, looks like you found your safe space, Snowflake. <laughs> I missed that. That's a good line. That's a good line. She's good. I like her. She is. Uh, and then uh, Sweet Pea and Two Serpents walk in and they're like, we're going down to the quarry. You want to come? And Jughead is a little uptight and says, um, uh, my beach body's not ready yet. Sweet Pea. Kind of gets like, oh, you're too, you know, you got your you got your help and you're too good to hang out with us and Jughead's like I'm I'm done there are no more favors coming my way leave me alone you know what this movie this is reminding me of hmm. Brick some of the some of the talk seen that in so long some of the cross talk between the serpents and people like that hmm. that's when it it made a little more sense for me because otherwise I was like why are you talking like you're in a 50s movie Oh, you're going brick with it. Okay. Maybe a little bit. It's very brick inspired. That's worth a rewatch. Tony kind of steps in and is like, Sweepy, you know, just leave it alone. Let's go. He's just not that into you. Yeah. Good line. Yep. We get back to the Cooper house and Polly is le- is just leaving Riverdale. She already called the farm and they still have space for her. Let's, so she read an advanced copy of the paper. We saw that in the montage. Yes. Sorry. So she's seen the letter. Mm-hmm. So she's freaking out. Um, Alice asks what farm, and Polly explains the place I was going before my life fell apart. Uh, and Betty's like, "There's a lot of back and forth." And Polly says, "He, you know, he's he's uh, he's going after sinners." And Betty says, "You're not even close to being a sinner." And I am an unwed mother carrying my cousin's baby. I am the poster child for sin, Betty. <laughs> Yeah. This Betty's best line of the whole thing. Betty didn't say that. Polly's Polly, best line. Polly's best line she's ever had. Yep. Um, Polly runs off and houses, I'll go talk to her. And then Betty gives the best face to Alice. Like, Alice, Alice, what the fuck? Yeah. Alice, Alice makes, Alice makes a really Betty face. And Betty's like, what the fuck did I do? Mom. It's, just, it's great. They say no words, but they have the best faces. Those two that is must the- have the most fun. They actually have matching tattoos that they both got independently. <laughs> but, like, the only way that would have been better is if Betty, like, stuck her tongue out, like, mm. Yeah, like, it's great. I don't know. It's your freaking daughter. <laughs> and now we're going to get some feels. Uh, we're at the hospital, and Kevin is visiting Moose. Um, you know, Moose asks... Uh, what were you doing in the woods? And Kevin just kind of like ignores what, him. What were you doing in, in the, the woods? woods? Besides and, drugs. Yeah, besides drugs. And Moose says, you know, it was Midge's ideas. Um, she likes to get a little crazy. I like her a lot, but I'm not sure we're a good match. And Moose kind of is like, you know, are you okay, Kevin? And Kevin's like, I'm not making good decisions. And I'm lying to my dad. And I can't stop myself. And I don't even care. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And, oh, Moose. Oh, I really hope Moose and Kevin end up together. <laughs> this is so sweet. Kevin's like, guys like us, like you, there's not a lot of options for us here. And, you know, we're willing to do the dangerous thing so we can feel like we're not alone for 10 or two minutes. And uh, Kevin gets up to go and Moose says, you don't have to go and, and you can come back to hang out. Or, or to talk is no. so sad and sweet. 
And not to mention, this is the second time Moose has had the crap beat out of him. No, I think I think for Moose, he's kind of realizing he's been doing stupid shit. Yes. And he doesn't want to be with Mitch. And I think, at least with Kevin, like maybe if it's not a romance, it's like he understands me. Like they have a connection. They 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 need to be friends. At they sh- they need to be very close friends because they need somebody to talk to. They they yeah they do, especially Kevin. Yes. Ugh. Meanwhile, Veronica is polishing cutlery. Yeah, she's polishing the silver, and Hermione walks in and goes, "You're playing with fire." And Veronica says that she is just preparing for a civilized dinner, uh, and Hermione's like, "That is not your father's agenda." And Veronica really sticks it to her mom is just like, um, I'm making an effort. Daddy's making an effort. The only one who is not making an effort is you. And Hermione finally snaps a bit and goes, I'm trying to warn you. Uh, Veronica says, okay, so say it to my face. Like, tell me what you really think about dad. And Hermione says nothing. Um, and Veronica's like, you can't even do it. But just remember, you're the one who welcomed him back. And that puts a, a, a look on Hermione's face like, you don't even fucking know, little girl. Mm-hmm. Like, she is fuming. Well, what that means, I mean... Veronica is there is some There is something much, much deeper mm-hmm. that runs between those two that Hermione has no idea how to get across to her daughter. She can't flat out tell her, and she certainly can't tell her now that Hiram is there. No, because Hiram will figure it out. Mm-hmm. And he'll probably... And Veronica is playing right into her Hiram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, you're right. That's exactly the issue. It's not... It, basically, what she's trying to be like is that there's a game that has to be played, mm-hmm. and if you don't play it, you can't get out of it. As, yeah. And and also like we're gonna win this girl. We're gonna like, win. This. I'm trying to get us out of this. We are gonna win this yeah. game, but you gotta go with me, not it's, against me. Yeah, it's a long game. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Archie running through the street with a bat, and then he jumps into a car. It's Reggie. Reggie has a car, and he makes a joke. He's like, "I thought no weapons." Archie says, "I've had this bat since I was 10. Reggie says, "Look in the back seat, and there's a tire iron back there." And Reggie's like, "Talk about old school." Barf. It is. Jughead gets a visit from Betty. Betty uh, comes to visit the red and black, and Jughead's like, "You really shouldn't. You can't come here unless you're armed." And Betty pulls out a a kettle and says, "I am armed." (laughs) That's pretty cute. It's cute. Uh, Jughead says he's hit pay dirt. We've been trying to figure out how the drugs were getting into Riverdale from the Blossom Connection. It turns out this is their pipeline. They've been coming from here. The ghoulies have been the one who deal hard drugs. Not the serpents. Mm-hmm. And Betty asks the very simple question, uh, are you sure you should be writing about gangs and drugs while you're here? Jack is like, are you worried about me? I thought you liked me dangerous. And then they start making out. Like, like... Oh, t- they're gonna do it if they get... Much further. I don't know. Nope, nope. That's not a part of my prediction. Nope. But they're not gonna have sex before they break. Oh up. no, no, no! I'm just <laughs> saying. In that moment, they might have. They might have gone there. Oh yeah, if they hadn't been interrupted. They would have gotten some like handsy stuff. Yep. They and then been on their way. And then Tony Topaz walks Tony in. Tony walks in. Damn it! <laughs> uh, and uh, oh, what did she say? 
Oh, okay, so Jughead introduces them, and Tony says, you are not what I was expecting. Uh-huh. And he's like, what were you expecting? And Tony says, Emily the Strange, Winona Ryder from Beetlejuice. <laughs> and Jughead nearly doubles over. He thinks this is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> which is accurate. I completely agree with her. And Betty kind of chagrinly goes, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, and then we find out that Tony has brought a kettle, too. She's like, great minds, think alike. Ooh. Betty's a little jealous. No, she's not jealous yet. It's just kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, she's just like me, but she's the south side version of me. That's what that is. I don't think Betty's not aware enough of anything. She's not concerned enough. That's going to be She's a also problem. Betty. She's a little more innocent and trusting. Yeah. That's going to change. Dark I Betty. I bet you. Dark Betty. <laughs> anyway. Don't talk about Dark Betty. Uh, we go to the Pembroke and... Hi- Hermione is getting ready and she asks Hiram to zip her uh, dress and Hiram tells her you know the thing about this apartment is the sound carries I could hear you and Veronica in the dining room this afternoon like I was there and he says don't you ever if you want to if you want to ruin your relationship with our daughter that's your that's your business but don't you ever try to poison her against me are we clear yeah Hiram knows everything Hiram knows everything. The assumption should always be he knows exactly what you're planning. I don't know that he knows exactly what you're planning, but he's just like, no. He's he's not putting up with any of your shit. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> uh, we go to Pops, and Cheryl's sitting in a booth texting. Texting away. And she looks outside, and she sees Kevin, and he's getting ready, and he goes off running. He's out for a night jog. <laughs> And Cheryl watches him through the window and goes, Oh, Kevin, you precious, beautiful, compulsive piece of trash. She is giant a giant smirk, and then she starts texting. She admires his not give a fuck right now. To a agree. And then she lingers on that smile, and we're like, eh, She can't resist spreading some chaos. Then Ethelbarb walks alone in the dark. Ethelbarb, no! No! Then there are car headlights the, turn on behind her. With the fog, it's so Stranger Things. It, it totally is. Any horror film, really. Uh, then we cut to Jughead. He's cleaning up. He's turning off the lights in the, the red and black. Then we cut to Reggie and Archie. Archie gets a phone call in the car. It's Ethel calling. Um, he yells, get somewhere safe, and Reggie turns the car out. Reggie can drive. Yes. They're scooting, they're going fast. Uh, then we cut to Kevin is in the Fox Forest, and he's following some guys. This was a very Twin Peaks moment. Yes. Uh, then Reggie and Archie are driving fast. They get out of the car. They're running, trying to find Ethel. Then that band that was following Ethel, you know, speeds off, and they see that. And Ethel comes out. She's hiding in, like, a cornfield, and she comes out, and she's crying. And Archie's like, don't be sorry. And then he hugs her, which is really sweet. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a sweet thing. Uh, then Kevin is, you know, kind of running again. And then he runs into Betty and Cheryl. And Kevin's like, what are you doing here? Betty says, Cheryl texted me that you were going off running. And Cheryl goes, fact. Fact. Uh, Kevin yells at Betty, what do you want from me? Uh, Betty says, I want you to respect for your, I want you to have respect for yourself. And Kevin loses it. It's amazing. It is. It, oh, Kevin in this whole episode is, I love you, Casey Cott. He does a wonderful job. Yes. Um, he says, 
you have no idea. You keep thinking we have the same set of options. You live in a pale pink world of milkshakes and first kisses. Um, and then Cheryl pipes in, except Dark she, Betty. And Kevin's like, yes, Dark Betty, you get to go exploring your BDSM sexuality, which again, you're allowed to do, but I'm not. This is what I've got. And if you can't accept what I do, we're not really friends. Um, and then he runs away. The, the, the point he makes that I think is amazing is, mm -hmm. I, I, this is paraphrasing it, but basically don't tell me the only thing I have for human connection is disgusting. disgusting. Oh, yeah. so he's, good. He's absolutely right because he's mad at her because he's listened to her nonstop. And there, he's right. Their options are different. And nobody has a problem with the fact that he's a gay, but they don't get the fact that he's alone. Yeah. Um, you know, he doesn't have, you know, he can't have any guy in the school. That's just not how it works for him. Um, and that's really heartbreaking for him. And Cheryl's face through this whole thing is just, oh, that's smirk. She does it so well. Yep. Uh, We'll catch Jughead. He's leaving the red and black office. He's walking down a hallway, which is spray painted with like, I think it's a school of lies. With a dollar sign. Yeah. That's bad graffiti. Do yeah. better. Yeah, do, do a better job, art department. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he walks down the hallway. The lights go out. He gets to a door, but it's been chained and locked. He goes down a hallway and somebody grabs him and starts beating him up. We don't see who it is. We hear them calling his name, though. I don't think they called his name. Yeah, if um, when he gets to the door, it's like Jughead. Oh, I didn't Jughead. hear Jughead. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Back to Archie's house. <laughs> Archie's got the red circle going, and Dad walks over. It's like, how's the war on terror going? <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, wait, is this how? Okay. Oh, uh, Fred. And Archie's like, you know, we're it's just not enough. And Fred says, so this dinner you're gonna have, um. Hiram is my is more than just your, your girlfriend's father. He's my business partner. And Archie says, me and Veronica are more than aware of that. And even if something happens, I'll, I'll be, be a gentleman. gentleman. And I won't do anything to offend Veronica or her parents. And Fred's like, yeah, that's not what I'm worried about. He's like, the thing about Hiram is he's the type of man that he will find something to be offended by if he wants to. So you need to be careful. Mm-hmm. Which is good warning. Uh... Betty is tending to Jughead. Mm -hmm. Jughead has apparently told her that he fell off his motorcycle. Tony is there as well. Um, Betty tells Jughead, you know, oh, I thought you were going to tell me that you you were jumped by those creepies. <laughs> Tony corrects her, it's the ghoulies. And Tony says, the serpents wouldn't have allowed that. Um, you know, he may not be a serpent, but it's family loyalty. And winks at Jughead. Mm -hmm. So then Betty leaves and Jughead says, don't, don't tell Betty. I, I, I don't want her to know. And Tony's like, okay. okay. But maybe you're going to think, maybe you're going to take the ghoulies a little more seriously now. And he says, I, I will now. Mm -hmm. Cut to the most awkward dinner we've had this far. Dark and creepy dinner. And um, um, we, Archie's leg is bouncing out of control. The first shot is Veronica sitting next to Archie, but we're under the table, and Archie's leg is just bouncing <laughs> off the floor and Veronica just, just puts like, her hand on him is like calm down chill it's very cute um Hiram asks Archie I heard you saved the mugs girl and Archie's like yeah but we need to be faster and get ahead of the 
the guy he got away Hermione is getting drunk and uh Hiram's like yeah you know you gotta get ahead of the threat I understand that um do you like rum Archie <laughs> Archie's like the alcohol yes the the there's a signature lodge family label that's truly something let's try something in my study and Veronica's like beaming she's like oh yes daddy he would love that what are y'all fucking like 30 this is ridiculous. It's, so it's supposed to be rich people. It's like even rich people don't pull this shit. So Veronica gets up with Archie as though she's gonna go have rum too, and Hiram stops her and says, "Um, we would like to have a chat, just man to man." And then Veronica's like, "Oh, okay." So Veronica sits back down. The boys go, and drunk Hermione says, "Oh, pobrecita, poor little princess." Poor little princess. The king will always keep her at arm's length and never be allowed in his throne room. Oh, uh, I love the pobrecita. That's my mom would say that to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what does she say after that? Oh, then she gulps her wine down, looks at her, and kiss face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. See, this is the scene that made me go, yeah, my mob wife thing is confirmed. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> I have to update her webpage. Um... We're at the Cooper house, and Polly is leaving. And she's leaving at night, and she's saying goodbye to Betty. Polly's just not going to take any chances. She's leaving. But you don't want to say goodbye to Mom? She's like, it's like, she's she's already said she's sorry. She's always sorry until, until she the, does. Until the next thing. thing. And I, I think Polly's not trying to be mean to her mom there. She's just mm-hmm. like, I, I can't with the baby. Like, the baby needs to be saved. Babies. There's two. Yeah. I yeah. That. That's fair. I know. It's easy to forget. Bye, Polly. Bye, Polly. Peace out. Go have those babies and then come back. Yep. In like six episodes. Something like that. So now we're in the study. And we're looking at a portrait of Veronica. Who? I like to have her looking over my shoulder. Keeps me honest. Chuckle, 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 men. Oh. Chuckle, chuckle, men. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hiram asked Archie about the red circle. And we see that Veronica is listening. Yes. She's walked by and she can hear what they're saying. Um, this isn't something your dad approves of. Rum? No. No. no the red I, was, circle. Uh, I was talking about the red circle. Uh, he's coming around to it. Um, no more sneaking into my daughter's bedroom. I hope we can respect each other. Ever. Yep. And never, ever hurt Veronica. Um, and Archie's like, of course. Yes, sir. I don't think he understands the uh, <laughs> the level of that threat. <laughs> At all. Oh, no. Archie's stupid. Come on. <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb Archie. Dumb, dumb, dumb boy. Dumb Archie. Um, and Hiram is talking about the black hoodie. He's like, you know, uh, oh, this red circle thing, you know, it's, it's very noble. But, you know, evil has no regard for nobility or good no- intention. Um, you need to go on the offensive. Um, this black hood is waging a war based on terror. And those are his weapons. And they should be yours, too. <clears throat> Archie's uh, a dumb bunny. So That's they, what I wrote. Then they kind of toast. They they you know they toast glasses and Archie's admiring, which I'm like. Bleh. He's kind of eating it up. Archie, your dad. Think of your father. Uh, Betty calls Kevin, and Kevin's message says, "Leave a message if that's something anybody does." <laughs> so cute, Kevin. So Kevin Keller. And then Betty goes to Kevin's house and is is banging on the door. 
And determined. Then we see a, a car in the woods, and Kevin approaches the car, and there's a little bit of banter, and he gets in the car, and then Kevin is stabbed! And, and <laughs> Betty's voice is overheard as blood starts to pour out his mouth. He's thinking of all those warnings. And jump cut back to him outside the car. Now, I did notice that the uh, the color filter changed when mm-hmm. he got in the car. Okay. It's kind of natural light, and then as soon as he gets in the car, it's dark blue. Oh, okay. And then cuts back out again. So it was an hallucina- a, a hallucination. Kevin was not stabbed, thank God. Or sort of a vision for him. Whatever. Very Twin Peaks again. Um, Kevin is talking with Guy, and then he starts backing off, and the guy in the car calls him a tease, and then Kevin just runs away. Oh, can we give the line delivery? Because it's so Canadian. This guy was totally a Canadian. What did he say? Get out of the car, you little tease. Get in the car, you little tease. Yeah. <laughs> get No, get in the damn car. Get in the damn car. Yeah, tease. <laughs> I was like, look, I know, they're, I know they're in Vancouver, but like, whoo, that was very Canadian. That was a bit much. <laughs> Kevin, um, Kevin runs, and he runs home, and he gets there with his dad. Oh, this is so heartbreaking and adorable. I oh, love it. the feels. It. The feels. It does. It's going to make me cry now. I know. And his dad's there and says, like, where were you? Don't lie to me. Betty was here. Don't lie to me, boy. Um, with everything that's going on, I need to know you're safe. And Kevin isn't saying anything, but he's doing that, I'm, I'm, you're right, dad. I'm head nodding thing. Well, it he's starts. he's trying not to cry. And it starts in that ominous way of you're thinking it's going to go the, don't lie to me, boy. You're in trouble. But he's mostly just like, I, I get it. But he's just nodding his head. And then uh, Sheriff Kelly says. And then Sheriff Kelly says, I know there are certain things that we don't talk about that you do, and maybe it's time we start trying. And then he hugs him, and then Kevin is full on crying. And I'm crying now because it is so sweet. And then his dad's like, it's okay. It's okay. Because you think, again, it's the the stereotypical thing of you think his dad's going to freak out on him for cruising and crazy and it's like no he well he wants his son safe and he needs to talk to him about and i i like that his dad is acknowledging that his son is sexually active and they don't talk about that because his son is gay and his dad is recognizing that that is not healthy that is not good for my son it's driving him to go cruise in the woods again i will say this was one of the things that on glee they handled very i felt they handled very well and they're handling it pretty awesome here I there there is a lot of criticism that Kevin's just like a gay stereotype, but I like that they're doing this because this is a thing that actually happens. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm I like that. We're fleshing. We we need a little more time to flesh Kevin out. Hopefully. He he got a lot of story this this episode. So, so good. really good. Good. That's awesome because we love Kevin Keller. So so Sheriff Keller is a crappy sheriff, but he's a good dad. Yes will allow it. Morning at the Lodge House. Uh, Veronica is sitting at the breakfast table and she says, I want a more active role in Lodge Industries. Does she have a fucking mimosa again? Probably. I mean, she has orange juice in a champagne flute, so we'll see. But if she has a fucking mimosa, Mm -hmm. what the fuck is this family? (laughs) Anyway. You've seen enough episodes of Gossip Girl (laughs) to understand. Just, Just accept it and move on. Make me a real officer of the company. Um, I want to get my hands dirty. I want to be in the room where it happens. <laughs> yeah, that was that was too much. I know it's a Hamilton reference. I love Hamilton. People need to stop using that phrase. Hamilton references are done. 
No, they're really not. End them. Okay, in this show, it does make sense. She's from New York. She would have been in on that phenomena. She's probably seen it four times in their world. It makes sense from her. But I'm sick of hearing this phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's everywhere. It was the title of an episode of Grey's Anatomy. People are using it all the time. And I get it. I, I love the sentiment. I love that song. It's amazing. It's perfect. Let's move on. <laughs> Come up with your own line. Uh, Veronica says, unless there is a reason why I shouldn't be involved. And Hiram's like, no. Mm-hmm. There's that no w- reason. That would be wonderful. And Hermione makes that face at her again. And it is very, she is full on Lady Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Lady Macbeth wasn't well, trying to defend her own daughter, though. She would have sold everything out for her husband. No, no, I'm trying to think. It's not Lady Macbeth. No. I'll come. It'll come to me. But it's just, oh, that face. It's King Lear's wife, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because... Oh, yes. Because Veronica's, like, super, like, I got you, Mom. And Mom's like, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of Hermione, I think, that wants her to be confronted with it in reality. But I think Hermione's going to realize pretty soon it's like, that's not good either. Like, I got to defend you. I got to get this across to you. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, that's, a, that's a tough spot. Hmm. We get to Jughead, and it's lunchtime at school, and he goes up to Sweet Pea and Tony and is like, is the seat taken? And they let him sit with him. He looks, and, and Sweet Pea kind of goes, nods at him, and Jughead nods back. And mm-hmm. was like, yep, you, you're with us. Yep, you're whether a serpent, you like, you're you a like serpent dude. Um, then we're at Riverdale High, and uh, Betty and Kevin are at their lockers, and, uh, you know, Betty gets finished, she turns around, she smiles at Kevin, and Kevin just looks at her and turns the other way. Yep. Uh, he's not having it. Um, then we get to, I guess, another classroom in the school, and Doily, it, Dilton Doily is hitting record on a camera. It's so bad. And then Archie is standing in front of a bunch of beefcake dudes shirtless yeah that's we gotta have our beefcake moment none of them wearing shirts but they're all wearing red hoods just like the black hood but theirs are red and basically says we're not afraid of you we're gonna come find you because there's more of us than there are of you we are legion we are legion we are not afraid (laughs) this is so fucking cheesy why are they shirtless and why? I don't know. Why do they look? They didn't like, have enough matching t-shirts. And they're like thirty-year-old beefy dudes. Like they're no all football players. I know, but no high schooler is that ripped. That's not true. That is not true. Okay, are there twelve of them that are that ripped? That feels a little un- ridiculous. Maybe eight or nine. They're also slightly oiled. This is just TV. Gently oiled. Just let it go. It's our beefcake moment. <laughs> it was a, our beefcake moment. It was a bit much. Oh, this is totally ridiculous. <laughs> I, there was no reason for it. But again, let's be clear. If this was written, written by Archie, it would be that bad. Also, why, why did Archie not have a hood? Because the Black Hood knows who he is. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fair. So there's no, there's no reason for Archie so to hide. So they're trying to hide the rest of them. Yeah. That made sense to me. I don't know. There's better. It was, it, it, you know, let's talk about it after we get done. Okay. But, um, and while this video is playing, we cut to Hiram, 
who sees this and he is pleased. He smiles, he shuts his computer, and he turns around and stares at his portrait of Veronica. Yep. Riverdale. End of episode. So. Mm hmm. I guess where I have an issue here is like that video and the note from the killer. They feel like cheesy knockoffs of stuff people have done. Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't you have drawn some deeper inspiration from the Zodiac Killer? Like, make it way creepier because it just felt like, oh, you just took so- the stuff that people already wrote and kind of made it a little more boring. Mm-hmm. I, I it felt very unoriginal. Those types of references. We talked about it, and I was like. And you were like, this is a really good episode. And I was like, yeah, but it's it's like they're on a train taking a really sharp curve and they're and they're going so fast that they're about to fly off the rails. <laughs> There's a couple of moments here where you're like, are we really going to go there? Yeah, it's it's not perfect. Like, no. uh, by any means, but they're not wasting their time. No, that is we talked about momentum when we did mm-hmm. our, our preview and they are not stopping that momentum so, at all. last episode felt a little sloppy. This episode I I wouldn't say is sloppy. I don't like the stuff with the red hood because it feels a little cheesy but I think I have a feeling there's going to be some sort of payoff to that later. I hope so, yeah. Um, and it fits, it does fit Archie's character. Yeah. And he is completely being um, you know, he's completely being manipulated by Hiram. I feel like... Hiram knows exactly what he's doing with Archie. I just wish that rather than sort of copying things that have been done before, mm-hmm. that they had just sort of made an original statement of their own that fit the voice of the show more. Because I don't feel like those two fit the voice of the show. It, it could have well. used some... Twi- so this episode wasn't sloppy, but it could use a little more tightening up. Absolutely. It was not as strong as the first episode of the season. But there's that doesn't a surprise whole me. Whole bunch but of stuff. But so on. much happened, and it's moving the story along. We're not just, you know, it's not a filler episode. We're not sitting around we waiting. Got, we got action. We got character growth. Um, so it's great. We got, you know, more world building. We've got a lot, of, you know, we got all of Southside High. Yep. We haven't gotten that before. So, you know, it's a solid B plus. <laughs> B plus. Are we grading the episodes now? Sure. I don't know. It's a B plus. We grade everything else. You know what's more important, though? Mm-hmm. The next time on. Exactly. So, like usual, you're going to hear a little bit of music, and then we're going to be in our spoiler section right after we listen, we watch the next time on. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, you should go review and rate us on iTunes, and then stop listening to us. And check us out next time. All right. Bye, guys. Damn. Oh my god. Okay. So next week's going to be a big one too. I don't think there's not going to be a big one cuz if they don't, they're not going to be able to keep people watching. I don't I I don't think that's necessarily true. Wow. Okay. So Archie is uh, there's full on red circle. Full on red circle. Losing his damn the mind. The serpents and the red circle are going to like I don't know if they're going to grudge match or they're going to hook up meet meet up to try and figure this out. Because they're outside in the rain and, you know, Dilton takes off his glasses. It's going to be a rumble. Um, Archie, not Archie, uh, Betty and Jughead are, you know, Betty's getting letters and the Black Hood is doing it for her. They, okay. 
they're they're full on copying the Zodiac Killer. Like we've hinted at it, but he's got the Zodiac symbol and is using the coded messages with Betty. It's yeah. so ridiculous how much they're copying that. Okay. Which also, here's a weird thought. What if we never find out who the killer is? Nah. That's the there's Zodiac gotta, story, There's got to be payoff. Yeah, but we're fairly certain who the Zodiac killer is. Oh. Oh, because, really? Because when that one guy died, that reporter who was investigating him never heard from him again. Never Oh, you mean the actual Zodiac The actual killer. Zodiac Killer. Sorry. Sorry. I thought we were talking about the Black Hood. <laughs> no, Black Hood. Um... So? Every, everybody is either it's Hal or it's Tallboy. And Betty mentions, one. Of, the other thing we have to mention about the preview, Betty says, he's doing it for me. I think it's her brother. Oh, I love the idea of it being her brother, but I... I I just don't think that's going to be the case. Well, and I wonder, have we already met her secret brother and we just don't realize it? No. Because I, we, know, oh, we, know, who got we cast. know who's been cast, so we haven't seen him. I don't think the Black Hood's her brother because that creates a problem with her being able to have a relationship with him. Um, Not necessarily. They might also, have a relationship after he's arrested. Also, the Black Hood, nah, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I could see them making that work, though. I could, too, but I, I don't know. I just don't... I don't see it. Okay. But how? It, that's everybody's first thing. It's Hal, or it's Tallboy. It's the not. The most popular is to- Tallboy at this point. But why Betty? I don't know. What would Tallboy... Why would he do it for Betty? What does he know about Betty? I don't think... I don't think it makes sense. No. I think, I think Hal's the most likely scenario here... But it's not. It's not Hal. Also, pretty sure Hal's eyes aren't green. No, they're not. So. Yeah, it's not. I think. I think they're perp. I think those are red herrings. And again, like I said, I think it's somebody we're gonna meet soon. Boy, we better. Maybe we'll meet it next week if we're gonna meet a bunch of serpents. Like we see Jughead and Betty in what looks like the cafeteria, surrounded by people, and maybe that's when we'll see. The person who is, in fact, the Black Hood, we just won't be, that won't be revealed yet. Yep. I don't know. So I, I still think it's someone we haven't met yet. But we've got to meet them um, in four or five. Otherwise, it makes no sense. So there's that. Uh-huh. Now looks, you... Oh, looks like uh, Betty and Jack are going to get down a little bit more. And it also looks like Archie and Veronica are going to get down a little bit more, Whoa, too. yeah. Yeah, it did. It looked, it looked like something was going on. But I think that's going to be before he goes off the freaking deep end. Probably. I want the last thing the Black Hood to see is me. Yeah. Archie's going crazy. Dark Archie. <laughs> like it. Dirty. Dirty. Nah. <laughs> nah, it doesn't work. It's not. It's fine. Dark she? No. No, just stop. Okay. You're embarrassing yourself. It's a little bit bad. Mm-hmm. So there was something that you told me that there's a okay. theory. So I was, I was reading around the Reddit today, and someone came up with a theory that I think is hilarious and awesome. Okay. We have met Sweet Pea. Yes. Somebody posed that they think he is the son of Penny Peabody and F.P. Jones. Yeah. That would make sense of why his name is Sweet Pea. 
Mm-hmm. And that would also explain why FP wants nothing to do with Penny Peabody. Yeah. I also believe, and I didn't see this any... No, I did, and I agreed with the person, because I thought of it, too. Um, I think Sweet Pea is who beat up Jughead. The Ghoulies didn't beat him up. I think it was Sweet Pea. Mm. In order to force him to, to, to side with the serpents. Because we don't know who it is, and we don't know if Jughead actually knows who it is. But when Tony says... Uh, when Betty Betty makes comments like I thought those you know the ghoulies would have gotten you and Tony said we wouldn't have allowed that I think the serpents beat him up mm. I think it was Sweet Pea he's like you're not gonna you're you're a part of us whether you like it or not you're here you're one of us and we're if I have to beat you up to get you on our side I'm gonna do it so that's what I think happened interesting yeah, or it could be that that happened, but um, Tony doesn't know. I Oh, I would totally believe that Tony doesn't know. I don't think Tony knows who, who did it, but I think Sweet Pea did it. Also, I got a sneaking suspicion that Tony and Jughead might... Oh, Tony up. and Jughead are going to at least kiss. Yeah. There's going to at least be a kiss, and that could le- that could be the thing. Like, it's one of my predictions, is that he, he messes around with a serpent lady, or a serpent equivalent... That's who Tony is. But what if that triggers Dark Betty? It could. Which would be amazing. I don't know. I Whatever. But yeah, I think they're going to at least kiss. Yeah. 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 So many things! So much. Okay. I have one okay. ridiculous idea that's popping into my head. Okay. The Blossom family... Ugh. Not the Blossom, the um, the the Cooper family. Okay. The women appear to have green eyes. It's not a lady. It's not Alice. What if it's Dark Betty? It's not Dark Betty. I don't know, man. This could be a Fight Club thing. It's not Dark... It's not. I could see that type of thing happening where she literally does become another personality. And so there's... But then... Oh, that's too much like Mr. Robot. Anyways. Look at who the shooter is in that body. It's not Betty. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a guy. Yes. It's not. Okay. I do like the idea of Betty full-on having um, DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder, which used to be called multiple personality. I don't think... That's a whole thing. I don't think she does, though, because when we see her... I don't think she does, but she could be teetering on it. Because that is another, it is almost like another personality. Well, but when she's doing it, I don't feel like it's another personality she's exhibiting. It's still her. She's just exploring it. So I feel like it's way more of a borderline type thing where she's dropping all pretext and inhibition and Mm -hmm. letting her id run free. Perhaps. But I think... She She seemed far more in control in that way. I don't know. It, it's Betty's not the killer. Betty's not the shooter. Man, I thought I had something there for a no, second. No, you're wrong. But who is it? Come on. I want to know who it is. You I, got... have a, I have a theory. What's your theory? It could be bunnies. <laughs> what? Oh, you don't know that. That makes my heart so sad. Bunnies? Okay, if you guys get that reference, please message me because... This one right here, who's sitting next to me, does not understand that. I'm not explaining that to you. <laughs> what? You have to go look that up. 
You have to go look it up. Oh, man. I have a theory. I literally have... It could be bunnies. I have no idea what we're talking about. You need to. (laughs) You need to. Does it have something to do with Archie, at least? Nope. What? It does have to do with the Scooby gang. Okay, with that, hashtag go Bulldogs. Take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.